Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why, why is it right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you Okay, so I don't have a song for today. I just think that I'll just launch right into everything because oof, it's been a long, it's been a long week. Um, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. And it's me, Kalechi, back in a blood club place to be and uh we're getting ever closer to the live show i literally can't believe it can't believe it but i'm very excited um looking forward to seeing the patrons before and then seeing everybody soon after that on on the evening um yeah it's going to be it's going to be amazing yeah um as we get ever closer, I'm like, right, it's really, really, really happening. Oh my God. Um, but I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, some of you were asking who, uh, just moving my mic. Some of you were asking last week, like who's Kirsty Campbell? Those of you who managed to listen to the very end of the episode, it actually goes to show me who listens to the very, very, very end of the episodes. It's good to know. But, um, Kirsty Campbell is a stupid bitch, is who Kirsty Campbell is. Um, for those who are listening for the first time, that might be so random to you to hear something like that. But she is, she's she's a silly cow. Um, one of the people that thought that her identity could not be found on the internet. So she kept tweeting at me in a very, very mad way. Um, and, you know, me, when it comes to being online, I've been online for a really, really long time. So... I've got, a, I've got specific sets of skills when I need to find something or someone. And I've got some, a couple of close friends who are similar to me, if not scarily better at it than I am. And so you find people. And so this mixed race, she's a mixed race um, girl, woman. I mean, at your big, big age, like you're 30 years old. You're 30 years old and you're sitting on your not your burner but not a burner account just tweeting at people mad. Now, if I say, are you doing that because you want to eat my pussy? Somebody's going to be like, oh my God, actually, that's homophobic. But how is it? It's the same way that men, there are certain men who move mad to me and I know it's because you fancy me and you can't process your desire for me come on like i'm i've got such scorpionic energy like i'm an eighth house so many of my planets my personal planets are in the eighth house like people will be attracted to me and they're gonna hate themselves for being attracted to me because they don't get it because it's so powerful because it's so overwhelming and look that's not my problem it's not my problem it's not my it's not my fault that i'm sexy 
you know it's really not and I can't be held accountable for the things that you do not know how to process within yourself you know and because I don't sit here up and down up and down talking about how I sexually identify people want to come and come with mad statements and the thing is when you get chopped in your throat now you won't know which way to look Notice I always say people when I'm talking about people I've dated. I say people. Don't let that go over your stupid heads. Anyway. So anyway, this little pomplex, this little pussy clart, um, we were talking about the, um, some, you know, I talked on a previous episode about the war that's happening, you know, in Ukraine, you know, with Russia and everything. And I just said, like, in the midst of that, People are still finding time to be anti-black and that's really sad. That's really, really scary. So some, one of the listeners must have like um, paraphrased what I said and tweeted it. This little complex, this little waste of, just waste of CO2. Um, well, no, CO2 emissions, a waste of O2, that's it. But, you know, maybe CO2 should find you and inhale it with expediency. Anyway, um they paraphrased and tweeted it um a tweet about it and um this Kirsty Campbell now added them with me included and was just like tell her to post a picture of her white husband why are you why are you so obsessed with me girl I wanna know it seems you wanna sex on me I've changed Mariah Carey's words but she won't mind um but then she might because she sues people for wasting her time. So she might just very well sue me for changing the lyrics to her song. But um, I saw that and I thought, wow, this is really, really wild behaviour. Why are you lot so obsessed? Like, when I say you lot, there really aren't that many people. There's just the odd few that pop up every now and again. Like, oh my God, but how are you talking when your, your husband's white? Okay, but the point that I was making, is the point still not valid? Okay, so surely we should focus on the point that I'm making and not what you want this to be about right um and i think that ultimately what bothers a lot of people is just because i don't talk about my personal life like that and people feel like especially if you are somebody that is hyper visible um relatively hyper visible whatever um or and you being a black woman people really feel like they have they they feel entitled to every part of your being just because they can see you in one aspect they feel like you should show them every single aspect but the thing is you wouldn't even enjoy it because you are the ones that sit there like oh my god why does she keep posting her husband why does she keep posting her baby oh my god that's like the fifth image you're never happy with anything so you wouldn't get that from me anyway. It's not my bag. It's not my MO. You don't need to know what I've got going on. I'm just an extremely private person, even with my friends. Like (laughs) my friends listen to this podcast and that's where they hear certain things because the way that my mind works is, I think outside of my best mate, Lammy, and obviously like Sadiq and yes, probably outside of my best mate, Lammy and my brother Sadiq and my mum maybe every person in my life gets a snippet of my life and I don't necessarily do it intentionally I just naturally have this ability to know what people are able to hold space for so I don't give them more than they are able to hold space for right so when I say like somebody's like my best friend it's because I know that they hold so much like so many aspects of me 
they hold space for that and love me for just being me and have done even before like all of this learning and unlearning like they've always had my back and we've been on this journey together so it's not like oh I just sit there and go okay I'm just going to tell this person this thing and that person this person that thing no I just know what is suitable to the person I'm speaking to um and that doesn't take away from the closeness of the friendships that I have with other people. I just, you know, it, it just means that everything is kind of uh, not necessarily compartmentalized, but it's it's there for the people that need it to be uh, what it is. That was so jumbled up. But anyway, I say that to say, like, basically nobody, rarely anybody gets access to all of me. So to think that you, Pussy Clark on the net, will now be the one that I'll be sharing my details with. Don't you think that that's ridiculous? Don't you think that's stupid? So she tweeted that. And I thought, Spirit told me, like, just do a tarot pull on her. At this point, I didn't know her name. I didn't know anything. I just knew her at her um, her Twitter handle. Um, and it's mad because on the Twitter handle, what did you call yourself? 2am. <laughs> That's the exact time that the angels will come with their flaming swords and flog you with it. Um, so on this page now, you're doing love and light. You're doing 4.44am, I love you. You're doing white heart, red roses. Meanwhile, you're there looking for trouble. So I just like, no, there's something about the way that this person is um, tweeting that makes me think that they're a light skin. And what gets me about light-skinned people is that light-skinned people swear that they don't think colorism exists, especially let's say light-skinned women swear that colorism doesn't exist. And, um, and this isn't all light-skinned women because we know that there are light-skinned women that have sense, but there is an uncomfortable, very loud, um, demographic of light-skinned woman who swears that racism, not, yeah, specifically colorism isn't an issue because somebody, some dark skinned girls didn't like them when they were in the school because of their nice hair, as they call it. And when you now see the hair, it's, 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 it's scraggly as fuck. Um, they swear up and down, but when they want to be anonymous on the line, you know, anonymous on the line, on upon the, upon the net, right. They still always use a light skin avatar. So even when you're trying to be an, um, anonymous, you still want to hold on to the privilege of being light skin, but you swore that light skin privilege isn't a thing that doesn't exist. Go and see a therapist, go and see somebody. So anyway, um, I do a tarot pool on the complex and what comes up through clearly is that like, right, you're really struggling because in life, nobody has ever reciprocated the love that you so desperately want. And, um, it seems like, you know, there's a lot of mother wounding there as well. Like your mum's always behaved a particular type of way. Just picked up this energy. She didn't say anything. And then I just thought, no, because I, Sadiq has this thing where he's just like, sometimes you need to make an example of people. And so I'm like looking through this person's page because I'm like, you've gone, you've, you're going to have slipped up somewhere. And just like another mixed race girl before you, what I'm going to do is report you to the authorities. And I have no qualms with saying that I cast police up and down, up and down, up and down on this podcast because they need to be cast. But what I am going to do is I want a record. I want an official record where the records are kept that I reported your class because I shouldn't have to tolerate it. I literally mind my business. Like if you watch my Instagram stories, more time I'm running, I go gym and I do this. I might speak about something on there. I'll post uh, like screenshots of things that I think that might be beneficial to people. Even when I'm tweeting, 
more time these days I'm tweeting about whether it's astrology, tarot, something or, or some kind of show. I leave people alone. I tend to mind my business because I can see that so many people are so desperately unhappy that whenever my kind of effervescent um, light kind of comes through and I'm just like vibing instantly, it's like, oh my God, Kaleche, Kaleche. And some of you have friends that do that. Like, why are you friends with so many of my ops is what you need to ask yourself. Anyway, um, so anyway, I just, I, I think about that and I'm just like, I just leave people to it. But when you now come and look for my trouble, I have reached a stage in my spirituality or my spiritual journey where if you're going to look for my trouble, I have every right to call on every force that's willing to help me to destroy your life wherever you are. We don't talk about it enough, but I really think that it should be normalized. Like if you go and look for trouble with somebody that would, did not trouble you, you might, you, you, their essence might make you uncomfortable, but they did nothing to you. You might just need to learn a couple spiritual lessons on a quick thing, on a quick vibe. Might just need to sparks notes, let them spark up your clock spiritually. That's what's going to happen. And I just feel like that is good to have as a public service announcement because there is more to my life than me. There is more, there are more people that require me to be my optimum self, not apart from me, basically. So if you try to trouble my peace, I have every right to call on every force to make sure that that does not happen. Don't let that go over your head right so cut a very long story short i managed to find this dickhead um old instagram handle or not instagram handle sorry twitter handle because you know like sometimes instead of people to delete their twitter page they just change their twitter handle but it's still linked to you in one way or another if you if you look carefully enough and so i find the old twitter name now and i'm able to see oh your name's kirsty cool nice to know Oh, your sister's birthday's on the 11th of March and she's passed away. Nice to know. Like, I don't, don't think that you're mad and not expect that somebody in this life might have the propensity to be madder. And it's usually the person that you're trying to move mad to. So looking through those things happened to um, get a picture of said Kirsty, And, um posted the picture from 2014. It was actually one of my mates that found the picture after I posted the, the, the original Twitter name that they had posted it. And I was just like, well, let's really talk about it because a couple of you biracial girls love to jump online and look for trouble specifically with women who are darker than you. And people don't call it out enough. I don't see light skinned girls getting dragged online really very often yet they are always there when people are trying to drag women that are darker than them it's very sick it's very disgusting so i'm like no we need to have a conversation about colorism and how you came out you came at me from nowhere and that is weird very very weird obviously now i've got her on the ropes and so she starts tweeting well um since you're still active you're still you're oh what my god you're still thinking about it 24 hours later it's not even 9am move on but the original tweet you wrote to me was at 6:23am you haven't brushed your teeth 
do light skinned girls with loose curled hair do they do they wrap their hair at night i don't even know but anyway you haven't unraveled your hair you haven't brushed your teeth you definitely have not washed your pussy lips but you at 6 23 a.m wanted to tweet at me but you're telling me it's not even 9 a.m when i've now responded back to you is everything okay clearly not clearly not from what i found out about your mother and your family clearly not things aren't okay so um wow this is a long story i'm gonna wrap it up but um yeah so then i find out that your mum's like one white scottish woman that likes to shout up and down shout up and down all around east london and you've always felt embarrassed by her um so now it's like well no let's talk about how sally and hr is more akin to your people then and like why my real issue is you're trying to deflect from the fact that you popped up out of nowhere. We're talking about the anti-blackness that um, people are, uh, black people are facing during this Ukraine crisis. And you're like, well, post the post. Why don't you post your white husband? What has that got to do with what we're talking about right now? Is he at the border? Is he there with them? Do you know what he does? Do you know what he's doing? No, no. But you just wanted to type something. Meanwhile, you've got a black parent. So surely you should care about the anti-blackness because you've got a black parent. But again, some of these biracial girls with white mothers, they move in very, very, very interesting ways because the kind of, and again, I'm saying this very, very carefully because I know that there are wonderful um, couples, interracial couples where the black men have sense and the white women have sense. But I'm talking about a specific kind of relationship where the black man clearly hates black women across the board. He gets with your white mother. You all hate black people or you hate black women specifically. All of you hate together. So a black woman is talking about something that makes sense. And even though that thing would in some way, abstractly or whatever, affect your one of your parents, you can't seem to process that. So you're just like, well, I'm just going to be rude for the sake of being rude. Why? What? What's the obsession? What's going on? It's very, it's very, very odd. It's very, it's very, very odd behavior. Anyway, in true me form, I dragged her within an inch of her life, just kept doing bus boss with her entire life. And so were some of the listeners that were watching on the main, um, on the uh, Twitter page. And I didn't even use my main page, but then people pointed out to me that she was tweeting at me on there as well. So I could have very well cussed her out there as well. But I I kept it in the arena that she chose or that I noticed that she, has cho- um, she had chosen. And even then you were on the ground flailing. You see, that's why you shouldn't look for trouble with people because you won't be able to handle it. And the next thing now, I'm being told, well, this is her surname because I managed to get the picture plus the first name. Someone was like, well, this is her surname. And then look at that. Then I have all this information on you where you could have just shut your fucking mouth and kept scrolling, talking about, oh, well, I'm like, you you don't follow me, but you seem to know that I've created Sally in HR. You said I should take my meds and focus on running my marathon, a marathon that I haven't even announced. Um, And even the idea of taking meds, again, that's a projection because I think that's what you do. But again, that's ableist that you would even think that you could talk about that in a derogatory manner. Should someone be taking meds? I think that's really disgusting. And at the age of 30, this is what you're doing. Nah. 
it's only because spirit spoke to me and was just like don't go and find her job leave her alone you've already done enough because you know things are going to happen to her by june and that's already going to rock her world and her life is already extremely miserable just leave her alone and so spirit told me to back off and which i did what you need to understand about me though although i was looking at human design the other day and it says that i'm a pure generator and i see it i see it it makes so much sense because everything that I've managed to have that's great in my life has been in response to something. So it's it's kind of making me think about the fact that I don't have to rush to initiate things. Every time I wait and I respond to something, I create in response to something, that thing does really, really well. So that's sort of like put my mind at ease. Anyway, apart from human design saying that I'm a, um, I'm a pure generator, I also believe that in another sense, if we're throwing all these terms away and I, I'm a master manifester. Anyone that comes into my life with a specific energy, I help them to amplify that energy. I help them to bring that thing to form. I know that I'm great at that. Even without meeting some of you personally, I know that that impact is also there in your life. So I know part what is part of my calling. Now, what you need to understand about that kind of like master manifester energy is that whatever energy you bring to me is what I'm going to help you manifest. So if you bring fuck shit to me, guess what I'm going to do with it? I'm going to help you ma- manifest and magnify and amplify that motherfucker. So you were already miserable in your life, Kirsty. You said, you know what? I want more misery. I want more misery. Oh, let me go and look for Kletchi and look for trouble with her. And guess what I gave you? more misery, more misery. And there will only be more misery and more and more and more. And when whatever is meant to happen to you around June happens, I won't feel sorry for you because you brought it on yourself by going to look for trouble with somebody that you had no business looking for trouble with. And I feel like that is very, very important for a lot of people who listens, uh, listen to this podcast to remember. Thousands and thousands of people listen to these um, podcasts from all walks of life. Watch who you lot go to go and look for trouble with. If somebody hasn't troubled you, don't trouble nobody because, ha, you're going to go and pick the wrong one and the right one all at the same time. And things can get very, very mad very, very quickly. And understand that no burner account can save you from the consequences that are meant for you. The, you know, I mean, I wouldn't even want to use the word karma because I guess it gets thrown around too much. But the reciprocal energy that you are emitting will find you regardless of whether you are on a burner or not. So some of you who have done a madness, the people that you've fallen out with or you fell out with them, maybe you made up with them and you were doing the madness behind the scenes and you're like conflicted within yourselves like oh should I tell them um that it was me that did this or where we're around I chatted about them to this person and I did this and you don't necessarily need to tell the person now especially if it's just gonna rock the boat you don't need to tell the person now but what you do need to do is make sure that you've made amends in one way or another because there is something in Yoruba spirituality that's called any kiji which is your god self like your bot your 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 double your your kind of spiritual double now, that person's any kiji can see what you've done. And so if they are very, very like warrior-like, they will make sure that nothing good ever happens in your life and all that follows you is misery because you have not done what you need to do to rectify what you've done to that person, whether that person knows it or not. So in a long-winded way, um, Kirsty Campbell got her ass handed to her. She ended up blocking me on the main page as well as the um, Say Your Mind uh, podcast Twitter page. She blocked me on everything. Meanwhile, I also found her Instagram um, and 
you know, oh, it's only because God is working on me. It's only because God asked me to be a, a gentle babe. That's really why I pulled back. But you see how you went and looked for trouble and you were the one that ended up blocking in the end? Because again, don't trouble nobody who hasn't troubled you in it. And I feel like I always talk about this podcast being a love letter to myself. I document these things as random as my sound because people make their podcasts and they make their podcasts about whatever the hell they want to make their podcasts about. I document these things because I think it's important to know that even with all the things that I'm trying to do in the world that I'm focusing my energy on, people will just come at me in a very random fucked up way. And rarely, I mean, no, that's not fair to say rarely. A lot of times there are people that do, you know, stick up for me, but more time I've got to do the sticking up for myself. And so there comes a point where I'm not going to expend energy necessarily sticking up for myself. What I'm going to do is just take it to the ancestors. I'm just going to take it to the spirits that want to fuck you up on my behalf and let that be that. And people will be like, oh, but I don't even believe in that. I don't think that's real. Okay, so try it. Try it and see where your life ends up in it. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the tarot. Um, that's all you needed to know about Kirsty Campbell. She got got. <laughs> and it's not even over. It's not even over um tarot for this week i said to spirit what is it or our spirit what is it that we need to pay more attention to um what do you want to get our attention about what do we need to pay attention to every single card that came out of the rider weight deck because i'm using the traditional deck no sorry i'm lying i'm using the after tarot deck the after tarot deck is based on the uh, traditional rider weight smith deck um, but it's showing us the moment after the traditional image that we would see on the tarot card. So we've got the King of Swords in reverse. We've got the Nine of Swords in reverse. We've got the King of Pentacles in reverse. We've got the Nine of, Knight of Wands in reverse, and we've got the Hermit in reverse. So the Hermit is the only major arcana that we have. Um, interesting. So what we're being told, let me move my leg as usual. Uh, what we're being told here, King of Wands, a uh, King of Swords in reverse, rather, is that there should be more attention paid to the internal dialogue that takes place um, within us. The Nine of Swords is here saying that some of you are trying to fight dragons that don't even exist anymore, or you're trying to fight dragons that you've already slain, like. There's so much doubt. There is so much doubt. There's so much negative self-talk that it, it's all, it runs on autopilot. So you don't even realize just how negative, um, negatively you are speaking to yourself. Um, and it might not necessarily be negatively speaking even about yourself, but it's just the fact that like when we peel everything away, why do you think that you are undeserving of love? And why do you push people away who show you how easy they find it to love you right that's what i'm getting here and then we've got the king of pentacles in reverse um and again it's just that it's just that vibe of like every aspect of life whether it's your career, where it's, um, whether it's your, your mental state, whether it's even like your sexual energy, everything has been turned upside down because you now fear intimacy 
because you feel like you've never really known it or you didn't even realize that you've never really known true intimacy. So everything that's like almost like a bastardized version of it is what you have been drawn to. So when there is that situation where you're being called forward, there's a point in your life where you're being called forward to experience what love can be. And that can be through friendship that can be through having a great um, like working environment that can be through meeting someone new in the romantic sense that could be like um familial relationships um being healed but because so much has happened when it starts happening that people are calling you forward and calling you out into the light to love you you try to go the other way or you try to exhibit, you start exhibiting behaviors that it's almost like you're testing to see if you can push them away and prove to yourself that, see, I knew it, it wasn't real all along, like it wasn't real. Ask yourself why you prefer to be in situations where the person is emotionally unavailable. Does it give you the um, excuse or the permission or the, yeah, the excuse really to go and do things that you, that are self-destructive? in nature because you're just like well it is what it is they they you know they weren't emotionally available so I'm just doing what I want to do because then you're going to have to ask yourself well one why did you stay around why why did you stay around because there are always more options than the options that one presents themselves and also when you are being shown what it looks like for somebody to be emotionally available to welcome you in to um their fold into their life it may be to even into their friendship group um into their business um when they're doing that it scares you because actually maybe you don't know what it's like to be around people who are emotionally available um because and because it requires you to be present it requires you also to meet them where they're at and that might be scarier than one realizes so the hermit card is usually like a virgo card so well, it is, um, it represents Virgo in the tarot deck in, um, of the, when we're looking at the major arcana. Um, and so it does make me think about the archetype of the Virgo where they are very meticulous in what they do. They pay a lot of attention to what they do. Um, and they like things to be done well, very earthy, very grounded energy. But what we're seeing here is that like that energy has been turned in another way where it's like, oh, I'm going to look for faults. I'm going to look for faults with these people. I'm going to look for faults with this person so I can justify to myself why I'm behaving in such a wild way towards them. Um, and not even, cause I said, I was talking last week about, you know, give 10% at your jobs and whatever else, like you can give 10% at your job and still like being there. Right. Um, but this very much feels like, well, no, I'm going to do the bare minimum and I'm just going to see how far I can push them you don't need to do that. Like you came onto this earth to experience what real love could be, what true reciprocity could be. We are all here to have an understanding of what unconditional love can look like. And it's not easy. It really, really isn't easy, but you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't want a chance to, to, to get it right. So if you want a chance to get it right, please like, have more internal dialogue 
with yourself like really checking on yourself start asking yourself why you do certain things pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself talk pay attention to the way that you talk about yourself also pay attention to the way that you talk about other people in your mind because that will give you an insight into how you do feel about yourself as well so then we've got uh from the marcella crawl you know my baby girl marcella uh from the sacred symbols oracle deck we've got the safe travel card number 30 and we've got look at that focus card in in, uh number 24 and that came out in reverse so again reminding us although i don't read marcella's cards oh i didn't see that one release is another card that i just seen as i was trying to pick up the booklet to look up the meanings focus card being in reverse is again saying like you're not noticing the things that you're doing almost moving like a bull in a china shop you're just like bass 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 like calm down slow it down Number 30 says, let's see, 30 says safe travel, a trip, a journey, or even a simple change of scenery is upon you. Meditate on this before you start a new adventure, move to a new home or take a trip. Um, yeah, it says here, the symbol that's used here is for, it's a Norse Viking rune for safe passage on land or sea. Also grants protection for those in the air and during astral travel. So for some people, yeah, it is like some of you are going away. So that's a random message that's there. Um, But also it's a case of like on the journey that we're on in this life, make it easier for yourself. Make it safer for yourself by noticing the signs along the way. Oh, Jesus of goose green and east dulwich that's a word Woo! wow that caught me off guard damn exactly bringing us back to this message of being on this journey being in this life being on this journey of um self-actualization of um you know ascending to um being our higher selves like a and a beautiful version you know an even more beautiful version of divinity all of them things there right that's a journey you're gonna make that journey fucking fucking difficult if you are not paying attention to the things that you are saying to yourself and saying about yourself um so when you see the signs that help you to get to where you're going to get to a lot more easily you don't even take those signs because ultimately you don't believe those signs are for you so you're like oh well i'm just going to keep going down this way because that sign couldn't have been for me because that's for people who are safe pay attention to signs, pay attention to signs on this journey, like make life easy for easier for yourself. When, when spirit sends you people into your life to show you what things, how good things can feel and how much peace you can feel in life, don't fuck it up just because you're used to having less. Don't do that. Then we've got the next card, focus number 24. It says here, can you focus on me? baby can you focus big tune by her um focus it says if you have been feeling scattered now is the time to hone in on your desires time to be direct and very clear with your intentions watch your thoughts because you are drawing into your life what you are focusing on meditate on this card when you want clarity and directness in thoughts and speech look at that the bow and arrow have long been used as a weapon for hunting and protection, now used more for sport. It is uh, with great focus, discipline and sight that one becomes a skilled archer. That is so true as well. Like, once you have more conversations with yourself and you know what your desires are that maybe you have denied yourself, 
you'll be able to ask people for what you need until you know what it is you need. Even though you you might know that people aren't giving it to you, it will be harder for you to articulate what it is exactly that you are expecting from people. And if they then, after you've directly asked for the thing that you require or that you desire and they're not able to meet those needs, at least it's at that point that you can be like, you know what, I'm out, bun this, bun this. But until you know what it is you yourself want, where, how, where are we going? You know, like some people want people to change. You want people to change and you swear that you want them to change for their own good. But if you ask yourself, if they change the way that you want them to change, would you be ready to meet them where they're at? Like, would you, would you be ready to be there entirely then? Because that's a lie that sometimes, um, people who gravitate towards emotionally unavailable people. This is a lie that they tell themselves like, oh, well, if that person became more emotionally available, then everything would be better. But would it? Because we still need to look at why you gravitate towards people who are emotionally unavailable, right? Oh, come through therapy session. Woo, 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 woo. Number 42, Wagwan. It says here, release. Without delay, cut the cord to any... Oh, God, wow. Without delay, cut the cords to any unhealthy or toxic people, places, energy, habits, and beliefs. This is the time to stand in your truth without cutting anyone down in the process. Meditate on this when you want to be the spiritual warrior with love, honour, and compassion. That is such a beautiful word because... Um, sometimes you might not be able to do things immediately, like cut people off immediately. But when you are ready to cut people off you don't, or things or energy or places or be done with the workplace or be done with a family member, whatever the case might be, you can still do those things with love. It doesn't mean that you now have to start cussing them and telling them like about their underneath. Like you can still do things with love. You can still assert your boundaries with compassion because people, all of us are just trying to figure it out. All of us are just boats sailing and not really being able to see everything clearly so sometimes you're going to bump into people sometimes you might just be off course completely so cussing them out for being off course isn't really going to help anybody because they can't see much and some people have more limited um visibility than you might do maybe you found a path that maybe isn't as foggy you know but that doesn't mean that now you need to take the piss out of them because where they are is a bit more foggy than where you are Wow, spirit, you're really trying to get me to be a nice person. Oh my God. Oh my God. At the bottom of the deck was the Queen of Cups um, in the After Tarot deck. And that made me think about the fact that, you know, um, unconditional love, as we've said before, doesn't mean love uh, under any condition. You can unconditionally love somebody. You can want the best for them in this life. You can want the most for them in this world and still know that you don't need to stick around or even if you are sticking around that there has there have to be boundaries in place um because you don't need to be some kind of emotional punching bag and there has to be reciprocity in one way or another you know and you need to ask for it because it is what you are worth you are worthy of being loved well you are worthy of being loved like loving you is the best thing to ever happen to them right and that's not just in a romantic sense. I mean that in so many senses, you know, so take it if it hits, if it doesn't ignore me, I'm just chatting. I'm just chatting la. Um, 49, Wisdom of the Oracle deck, we've got Observer. It says, the Oracle's message, most people see the world through a personal lens. Oh my God, spirit, 
Spirit, stop whiling out. <laughs> You're making me look like I'm good at this. They closely identify with their feelings and experiences, so much so that they come to believe that these are the only reality. There are times when you need to, um, when you need distance in order to gain perspective and understand your circumstances from a more neutral vantage point. Now is one of those times in your life. This is a perfect moment for you to begin to do some exploring. Instead of only considering yourself, consider that what you need to understand about the conditions, people, culture and environment you're engaged with now. You'll be so happy you did. Illumination is the miracle you seek and will indeed find. And that's interesting because that's um, also part of the hermit card. We see the hermit holding a lantern, but because we've got the hermit card in reverse, it's like you don't see the way out of the situation or you don't see um, the ways that you're playing yourself, basically. Um, and so this is asking you to, to think about that, to go exploring, to, to find your light. Relationship message says sometimes you just can't see the forest for the trees in your way. Feelings can get all jumbled up and often you hear one thing when a person says another. It can be like an echo of an unresolved past experience dubbed over your conversation. Take time out before you react. It's likely the other person has no idea how his or her words have affected you. Take a few steps back and lend understanding to the situation. Have faith in your connection and trust that you can come together. Take to higher ground now and cultivate curiosity about what you observe in yourself in others and in the landscape you'll find things much improved sooner than you know that's a beautiful word that's a beautiful word i love that anyway that's that for the tarot message and the long ass story that um i told um oh look at that my bestie just messaged me um long ass story that i told and now i'll big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are better help this podcast is sponsored by better help online therapy Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have, which is the relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help anyone that we care about, but um, we rarely go out of our way to treat ourselves the way that we treat other people. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure that you show up for yourself. Literally what we were just talking about in the tarot, like if it's a thing of like thinking about the way that you talk to yourself, about yourself, about other people, what that means for you, being scared of intimacy, being fearful of um, doing anything or gravitating towards anyone that isn't emotionally unavailable all of these things can just feel like really really overwhelming so if you want to talk to someone hey that's what um better help are there for better help is an online uh, therapy service that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you can you don't have to uh see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours so give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used better help online therapy this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash your mind. Um, so yeah, go and get involved. Check out betterhelp.com slash your mind. Anyway, let's get to Share Your Magnificence. Woo. Okay, so this week on Share Your Magnificence, I've got a couple of letters that I saw that I like. Hello, Kalechi. I hope all is well with you. I want to give a shout out to Black Ballads Online Careers for Creative work, Creatives Workshops. I attended two out of three workshops, Pitch Like a Professional and How to Work in Social Media. 
Both workshops were led by amazing black women at the top of their game in their respective industries. If everyone took away as much as I did, then the girlies are about to be acing article pitches and being social media marketing queens. I've been to several Black Ballad online events and they never miss. You are guaranteed to have a few laughs, learn a lot and speak to some lovely black women. I live in Scotland and it is rare to find people of colour only spaces, let alone black only spaces. So I love when events are online. Yes, it's not as fun as all the cute in-person events you have in London, but we have to take what we can get. Following that point, in the past uh, couple of years, Black Ballad has made a noticeable effort to include content that is not English and London centred. Sometimes it can feel like people forget that Black British is wider than London. They have regional editors for across the UK, which is something I don't see other organisations doing. I can't put into words how lovely it is to go onto a site for Black British women and there be articles about specific Black Scottish issues. So yeah, shout out to Black Ballad and all their uh, all their amazingness. Thank you for everything that you are, Kelechi, and I hope you and the listeners have a great week. Hazel two slaps on your chest hazel hope everything's okay there in scotland and um yeah big up black ballad man i saw that's wild if i've never i'm sure i have if i've never big bigged up black ballad before that's fucking mad because toby jendela um the whole crew like you 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 do great great work incredible work and just continue to do you super super proud to see how the brand continues to grow and how much it means to so many people so two slaps on you lot's chest um what's the other letter that i liked <laughs> show your magnificence it's you boo <laughs> nah nah kalechi you are the goat kalechi for prime minister apologies for the opening i'm not one for small introductions but i hope you and your family are well so judging from the title you already know what it is my show your magnificence has to be you i've been completely swept off my swept off my feet and immersed in your glory i can remember the moment i first came across your page on social media it was on that fruit porn dude page uh, thankfully i'm no longer under the spell of <laughs> the spell of the eggplant emoji child lockdown was tough then i stumbled across your podcast and wow january 2021 i was literally in bed with covid and i was like where has this woman been all my life finally someone who spoke absolutely facts that was not sugar-coated and then boom sadiq entered the chat i didn't think um the podcast could get any better, but the dynamic that you guys have is electrifying. I would regularly find myself sitting there laughing and having a conversation with the both of you when the podcast was playing. One time I made the dangerous decision to listen to a podcast with Sadiq in the gym and he got um, the name of the song terribly wrong again. And I almost licked out my front tooth with the kettlebell. Thankfully, my bob and weave um, game was on point. So I still have a full set of pearly whites. Also, um i don't know if it's just me but whenever i go to type your name girl in the group chat we are always like i wonder what kelechi's going to say about this or did you see what kelechi said about it comes up with kelechnikov so i just want to say go and slow wine on a knife to the crusty dry pussy gal who tried to say you ain't a household name a generic american accent you are name in my household thank you I'm finally up to date with your podcast, so I have to wait each week to hear you. Psych, I've started listening to your other episodes at random because I just can't get enough. But I just want to say a massive thank you for pouring yourself into this podcast each week and every week, giving us weekly, giving us our weekly dose of vitamin S, 
sings baby sham vitamin s momentarily you are really inspiring a new generation of baby people to live in their truth and not to accept less than their worth unfortunately i haven't got tickets to the live show i blame myself but i shall be listening with excitement when the episode airs wishing you nothing but your heart's desires plus tax and gratuity love your baby girl thank you thank you thank you thank you two slaps on your chest that was a beautiful message um oh sadiq that i that's my show your magnificence you know my show your magnificence goes out to sadiq who today announced that he's finally well he's bought himself his first apartment and i couldn't be more proud like he is just it's so probably wild for people to hear because I've got a child like, and I've got my son. Um, but Sadiq is truly the highlight of my life. Like I love him so much. I just, I get emotional thinking about it. Like there has been really nobody who has seen me at like my lowest lows, my highest highs, and just like loved me through every single moment of it. And, um, he makes me just so, so proud to be his sister. And, you know, he's he he he's such a hard worker i remember when he used to be at uni and he for for some reason insisted on still having this retail job in london and so he would get the coach from um uni from kent like 4 30 so he could get to london so he could go to work and then when he'd finish um then he'll stay overnight at my mum's and then when he'd finished he'd go back on a coach back to uni and that's the way he's always been he's always just been so hard working and I don't mean hard working in a way like you know like when someone would just come and work and work and work for no reason in their life and just be struggling anyhow and I'm not gratifying or yeah I'm not like necessarily trying to glamorize hard work but I'm just saying like when it comes to Sadiq he's really about it anything that he wants in his life he really goes out and works for it and um I'm just really proud of him for that and he's just the most beautiful soul I mean you've if you've listened to the episode that uh, episodes that he's on, he's just the most beautiful, most kindest soul. And, um, I mean, he will cast somebody out. Of course he will, but you know, it's just, it's just amazing to have somebody so, so wonderful as a brother. And I'm super proud of him for getting his first apartment and, um, you know, putting that work in to get it. And it's been great helping him choose bits. Cause you know me already, I'm going to be like, okay, we need to get this art piece on the wall ASAP. So we've chosen some really nice um, art pieces, um, some nice artwork, um, really, really cool prints from like the Tate collection and stuff for his new apartment. And um, yeah, two slaps on your, um, your chest, Sadiq. I'm very, very proud of you. And of course, we know that Olympus has fallen and it is what it is. But look at that. Jupiter is in his fourth house and the baby boy goes to get his first apartment. He stays true. If if there's anyone that stays true to their astrology, uh, their astrological chart without knowing a fucking thing about it. Let me tell you, it's Sadiq. Because when Jupiter was in his third house of mass communications, what was he on? He was on this fucking podcast. That's what he was doing. Um, and then now, you know, then he's got, you know, his fourth house is on and popping. Um, and he's just got his first apartment. I'm I'm super proud of him. I'm su- super, super proud. Feel very big sister-ish. Um, yeah, so anyway, let's get to So You Mad. What's happening in So You Mad this week? Oh, well, we were just talking about hard work and I'm just, um, I won't say too much about it. Kim Kardashian posting, uh, what is it? Vanity Fair that they were talking to. And she was just saying that nobody wants to work hard these days. Um, if you're a woman in business, you need to get your ass up and fucking work. 
And it's just like, where is the self-awareness? Like, where where is the self-awareness? Your dad was a Hollywood lawyer. So even if like you're not as rich, you weren't as rich then as you are now, you your family still had a lot of money, a lot, millions. So this whole get up and work, oh, I'm self-made, hickey hagger that they all like to say is really rather frustrating. And get up and work. What work are you doing past like stealing from black women and 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 sleeping with black men? Like what work? Well, not Pete Davidson, he's not black. But even in your original video that kind of shot, shot you to notoriety, were you even putting in work then? Like, come on, like stop giving people advice that you haven't even taken for yourself. And then Courtney, I'm sorry, Chloe chiming in about, yeah, you want to work with people. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to leave. That means you're leaving a lot of rooms because you're dumb as fuck. So you definitely are leaving a lot of rooms. Thank you very much. Um, but they talk, They just say all of the thing that is that that Gary, I don't know his name, Gary something, something that everyone likes to go to for their motivational quotes and things. Um, I just find so, I think for me, I don't like things that feel too sweet in my mouth. And sometimes that's what it feels like, sickeningly kind of like, like yucky when I hear all of those kind of like statements and phrases and things like that. But um, Kim is out of touch with a lot of things. During the panoramic, she was out there taking friends and family to a private island and and posting about it like an idiot. Um, So, yeah, so you just see certain things and you're just like, you know what? You don't know what you're talking about. Just leave it. But again, her family's very savvy at like pissing people off. So people talk about them. Meanwhile, what they care about is the numbers. I always wonder about people that I think are cool who are cool with her because I'm just like, what? But then at the same time, I just said, I'm not going to say too much because I made a TikTok video about it. And I was like, I'm not going to say too much because I want to afford her the grace of the fact that she's going through quite a lot with Kanye at the moment. But you as an individual, separate to all that fuck shit that's happening with Kanye, you as an individual, you're very, very annoying and very weird in your vibes. But one thing that, again, will always catch my eye when these things are happening are the way is the way that black women will jump up and be like, oh, my God, people are coming, getting at Kim for saying that people should work hard. People don't want to work hard these days. If you lot want to be black Tories or black Thatcherites, just say that. Just say that. Just shut up. Just say that. Because the hard work that you did as a black woman to be where you are and the hard work that Kim Kardashian did are not, it's not the same thing. You have actually worked harder, but you don't want to, you don't want to separate it because some of you, like, I'm sorry, there are some black women that really, really scare me. Um, there are some that I've just distanced myself from in the past year and things like that because, I mean, I'll never, I'm unlikely to, I wouldn't say never, I'm unlikely to chat shit about them in public or call them out about it in public. But there are people that I've distanced myself from myself from because I just feel like everyone's using these buzzwords like oh my god soft life soft life and i just want you know black women deserve luxury and rare 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 and rare 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 but then the way that you're going about that rhetoric is actually rather dangerous like of course we deserve a soft life but soft life when you consider the things that are pinned as luxury still uphold white supremacy so what now but you don't want to go too deeply into that conversation because you just want to do smoke and mirrors with people and play on people's emotions play on black women's emotions so they can support you in your your acquisition of material wealth that um and and for it to not be questioned 
I just think it's a bit disgusting, but everyone's free to do what they want to do. That is all I'll say on that. But please, black women, stop with fawning over Kim Kardashian. Yes, in principle, some of the things that she's saying, you might feel like, okay, I I get where she's trying to come from with that. But the thing is, she is not in a position to be saying it to people because she keeps extricating from that narrative, from that discourse, her own personal privilege that allowed for her to be there in the first place. Like, I'm not taking away her internet or social media savvy that allowed her to build in a way that other people were unable to build same with molly may when she was like oh we've all got the same 24 hours in a day no the fuck we have not while you can say chronologically yes on the clock yes maybe we might see that there are there are in fact 24 hours in a day how we are able to access those 24 hours to do the things that will be for our own betterment is very very dependent on our socioeconomic circumstances that usually we are born into and very rarely can mobilize out of gosh i just feel like this is such basic things to like understand yet people are moving like pricks like 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 it's so complicated it's really not it's really not so kim shut up and every all the black women supporting her you can shut the fuck up too um somebody that does probably need to shut up now that while all their things have been shut up for them is roman abramovich like um yeah the government, the UK government has frozen um, his assets and that includes Chelsea because he was trying to sell Chelsea FC, Chelsea Football Club. And now the fans are crying in the Chelsea club. They're crying in the club. I mean, I do I do feel for them though because um, is it Newcastle? Like, isn't one of their owners or investors, they, they, they're involved in the madness, but that, that their assets haven't been um, frozen or whatever for the fuckery that they're involved in in Yemen that's fine but i just me personally i feel like we are living in a world of fools breaking us down when they all should let us be we belong to you and me i believe in food um the last bit is not included in the song no honestly i feel like we're living in a world of fools because how are you unable to separate russian people from the russian state like creatives are just out here creating cats were minding their business and this is what i feel like is so dangerous you are now banning russian cats from taking part in things now when the cats get angry and then they appeal to cat toe, which is the cat version of NATO. What is now going to happen? People are not sitting down to think these things through. Of course, there are people who are of um, Russian nationality, rare, 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 who are very happy to support Putin. But there are also a, hot, a hell of a lot of people who are not. Yet they have now lost their jobs because you're like, oh, well, we're going to stop trading. Was it KPMG? One of them, man, we're just like, oh, yeah, well, we're locking off our business over there because, you know, now real actual everyday people have just lost their livelihoods because everyone's taking this heavy-handed like blanket approach to just oh it's russian it's a they haven't even heard what the end of the thing is going to be it could be russell and bromley they all they heard is rah and then that's it lock off everything lock off i get 
that we want to show support to Ukraine and want to put pressure on Russia. I just feel like the inherent xenophobia that I am aware that so many people possess, this can look mad for everybody very, very quickly. That is all I'm going to say on that. Because now the Chelsea fans are screaming, crying and throwing up and they're leaving horrible reviews for three, you know, the phone network because they've also pulled out since um, Roman's assets have been frozen. And I think I was reading that that means that Chelsea, when they travel to away games now, they can only spend 20k um, to cover all of that where someone was like, well, um, the minimum that they would or the average that would usually be spent when going on away game or going to away games would be about 30k so there's going to have to be a real shift in you know accommodation flights or you know basically how they travel to these places whatever everything just changes a lot for them and it's like wow ooh, well this is something that the fans are going to have to think about going forward um i don't know if it's going to make it into ted lasso I'm just very, very careful about what I say because we don't want another stupid, malevolent bitch to come now and be like, ah, oh, well, I feel like collecting, da, da, da. I don't need any drama, right? But what I'm saying is that from the little I understand and from the, based on lots of things that I've seen, I just think that there's something very, very sinister um, happening in parallel to the tyranny that is being wielded by Putin and his government specifically and how that's playing out on the people, whether directly or indirectly. They might not even live there and they're all getting, they're all catching the smoke. Roman Abramovich, whatever, I don't feel sorry for him. I mean, I don't know what his personal affiliations are, um, you know, with um, Putin and all of them things. So I'm just saying that how it goes on to affect other people, that's what I'm thinking about. But um, yeah, it's all mad. It's all mad. Everything just looks so confusing. But again, I guess it's all building up to that massive crescendo for 2025. Um, Another thing that's very, very confusing for me is Jussie Smollett. Remember Jussie, um, he used to be an empire um, and he was arrested and um, charged with, uh, uh, um, what's it, doing a hoax. Uh, he had he basically said that he was attacked um, by MAGA supporters, you know, Make America Great Trump supporters, and they wanted to put a noose around his neck and this and that and this and that, and he said that it was a homophobic slash racial attack. Um, for when the investigations were done, they were like, well, no, it seems very very odd, and it looks like you went and set this up for yourself. Now, what's annoying is that he's been sentenced to one hundred and fifty. Uh, 150 days in jail um and a lot of people are in uproar about this because the initial um sentence that was given to him was probation was just like um, some months of probation um and the state uh didn't like it the city didn't like it and they were they basically worked their damn hardest to overturn the sentence that was already chosen for him um because they wanted him to get something even bigger. But what's funny is that there are policemen who have killed black people who are just out here walking the streets. That fucking idiot, that piece of shit, Kyle Rittenhouse is walking around. He's free and he killed two people. He didn't get any jail time. 
But Jussie Smollett, he's already humiliated himself. You've already given given him a fine. You've already you've given him numerous fines. Actually, is that not enough? But no, you want him to serve time in jail, so he has that on his record because you really, really want to make an example of him as a black man. But where was this energy with all the um, fuck shit that white people have been doing for the longest time? So Kim Fox, uh, she was the prosecutor and she, it's interesting because Kim Fox was clearly trying to take a new, take on a new way of um, prosecuting and not just going ahead and landing people, wasp boss with wild, um, um, you know, sentences. But no, no, she was, you know, undermined in this situation. So it says here that... Um, Kim Fox is staunchly defending her office's handling of the Jussie Smollett case. Cook County State's attorney, um, Kim Fox, said in an exclusive interview uh, last Thursday that the 150-day jail sentence handed down by a judge could be questioned as revenge against the actor rather than justice. While Fox told the Tribune that she was confident in Smollett's guilt, she said her office was justified in dropping the initial charges and questioned whether the former Empire actor's second prosecution was worth the years-long effort to secure a conviction and Smollett's sentence ended up being far harsher than most low-level felony penalties for defendants with non-violent backgrounds she said during an hour-long interview Um, did we get vengeance today or did we get justice Fox said some people would be like yeah absolutely he got what was coming to him he lost his job he can't work people made fun of him he did that then there will be those who will say is 150 days in cook county jail probably in solitary confinement and the probation is the restitution fair sure but that doesn't feel like accountability to me that feels like revenge while smollett's attorneys requested that he be held in protective custody which can take different forms in cook county jail the jail ended solitary confinement practices in 2016 fox also addressed the uh, special prosecutor Dan Webb's scathing report about her office's handling of the case, which she said was misleading. Fox said the questions he raised could have been answered if he had conducted follow-up interviews with her office. Smollett was sentenced Thursday to 30 months of probation, the first 150 days of which he must serve in Cook County Jail. He must pay more than $120,000 in restitution to the city and a $25,000 fine. The marathon hearing ended in dramatic fashion on Thursday. Smollett, who had been decli- who had de- declined to speak earlier in the hearing, instead loudly declared his um, declared his innocence after Judge James Lynn announced the sentence. He was led into custody right afterwards, raising a fist and shouting that he was not suicidal and that any harm that might come to him inside Cook County Jail would not be of his own doing. The atmosphere in criminal court is highly emotionally charged. Fox said it's heavy all the time and take the celebrity out of it it's a place where we take people's freedom it's not tv even when um, a tv actor is in there Fox said and so my impression of the sentencing hearing was you know the world gets to see what these courtroom scenarios look like the extraordinarily high profile case touched off three years ago when Fox's office charged Smollett with the orchestrating with orchestrating a phony hate crime attack on himself A month later, prosecutors dropped the case at an unpublicized last minute hearing in exchange for Smollett having done two days of community service and forfeiting his $10,000 bond money. The surprise dismissal led to widespread confusion and uproar. 
A Cook County judge later ruled that Smollett's whole first case was void since Fox had improperly uh, improperly recused herself from the matter. High-powered defense attorney Dan Webb was appointed special prosecutor to investigate whether there was any wrongdoing in the way the case was handled and potentially charge Smollett again. The new case brought by Webb resulted in Smollett's conviction last year on five of six felony disorderly conduct charges. While Webb's investigation cleared Fox and her top aides of any criminal wrongdoing, his report noted that her office repeatedly misled the public and misstated facts about the case, which led to some renewed calls for her uh, resignation. In her remarks, her first full-length interview on the subject, um, Fox defended her office's initial decision to drop the charges against Smollett, saying it was made by seasoned prosecutors who have handled scores of high-profile cases. The calculation was, what is the outcome that we see? What does accountability look like? Is he going to plead guilty or not? If he's not going to plead guilty, he never pled guilty. He took it all the way to the mat without admitting guilt, she said. He's lost his job, lost his credibility, has become a laughing stock in public sphere. He's been held to account. And I think looking at the case and evaluating what was happening at the time, that's the judgment that they made. Um, Fox and her team said that at first they were confident in the strength of the investigation, a claim apparently contradicted by Fox um, op-ed in the Tribune saying certain aspects of the evidence against Smollett meant my office believed the likelihood of securing a conviction was not certain. On Thursday, Fox said that um, there were there was not a discrepancy between the two stances. Two things can actually be true at once, she said. We could have had we could have issues with burden of proof. Never said that we couldn't meet the burden. In fact, I've always said that we could um that I've always said that we couldn't ask to hold his money. We couldn't ask him to do community service if we did not think he had a reasonable belief. Um, if we if we did not think that we had a reasonable belief to win this case at trial, we can't even ask for it. But we can also acknowledge that there were issues with the case. Specifically, Fox said, a public figure made statements on Good Morning America before Smollett was indicted. Um, the claims per perhaps weren't actually lined up with what the evidence showed. Period. That's the evaluation. Did it kill the case? No. Is it an issue? Maybe. Fox declined to specify which figures made such statements. Then Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson in 2019 appeared on Good Morning America to talk about accusations against Smollett. That appearance occurred after Smollett had been arrested and charged, but before a grand jury indictment had been filed. Fox also again denied that Smollett was given um, especially lenient treatment, pointing out that not long after he was charged, a woman with possible mental health issues who falsely claimed she had been stabbed by a black man in Grant Park did not face criminal charges at all. And I think that that's what's important because white women have been out here lying and lying and lying and they've not faced 150 days in jail um, or not many of them have faced 150 days in jail plus that probation plus the $120,000 fine um, or restitution plus the $25,000 fine like come on come on I know what the guy did was fucking stupid if but he's denied it all the way fine cool whatever but what you're charging him for if should he have done it ridiculous ridiculous but for him to get that sort of sentencing, come on, that it just seems very, very wild. It just seems really, really wild and really uncalled for. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, anyway, that's that. Let's pick up the second of this week's show sponsors who are linked in. During this great reshuffle, a record number of employees are considering switching jobs. So now's your chance to try to attract them. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you connect with the people you want to interview faster and for free. 
Create a few um, a free job posting minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Then add your job and the purple um, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word and your hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses like man at the Pulse Studio rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus uh, versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs wants to help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post the job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash straws. Again, that's linkedin.com slash straws to post your job for free. And obviously terms and conditions apply. So go and get into it. Anyway, let's get to start your motors. So this week in start your motors, um, so much has been happening. Um, we've had the preseason testing in Bahrain. Um, that was really interesting, really, um, because I was saying to you before that when it's preseason testing, so the first race is next week. The first race of the season, the twenty twenty two season, is next week. Drive to survive is out, and honestly. I now understand that Christian Horner is called Christian Horner because he's clearly um, a messenger for the devil and must have horns on his head. Like, because I just don't get what is going on with that spiceless wonder. And it's making me really, really consider Jerry, Jerry Halliwell because, well, Jerry Horner, whatever she calls herself now, because like, surely if you are married to somebody like that, like in such close prox- like proximity to them, you also must be bad vibes because what is this? And even like, you could, it, he seems like a weird sort of demon that he has found a host body and he's trying to move the host body to act as human as possible. So when he's like in the garden and they're filming him and drive to survive walking around and around, I'm just like, you seem so weird, so stiff. Like, what is your problem? And you know, like he's talking, um, they showed a clip where, um, Hamilton was like, he'd won one, he won the race and they were congratulating him. And he's like, Oh, how long do we have to watch this fucking shit? Like you're such a hater you're such a hater. And the thing is, Hamilton's already got enough homes that he owns, I imagine. I don't know what he owns personally, but I just know that he has enough homes so he doesn't have to live rent-free in your head. Like, let it go, let it go. You won't win championships no more. Like, upon um, the championship being even handed to Max Verstappen, you, as a constructor, still did not win the constructors' championship. So that's something that you need to consider and really take up with yourself, okay? Um, so yeah, so like the season started and you can see like the mind games have already started, like the tactics have already started because I refuse to believe that Mercedes don't have more power, um, to utilize. People sometimes look at the times that some of these drivers are getting during testing um to, during you know pre-season testing and they're like oh yeah wow this car is so fast this car is so fast but i really think that mercedes are taking such a strategized approach to this year that in every single realm of what is needed to make um, a successful campaign for 2022 they're making sure that they are optimum they're, they're working at their optimum for everything and that also includes what they say off track 
you know, what they're saying in interviews as well, all of those things, everything has to be tight, everything has to be set good. And so when um, they were asking um, Lewis Hamilton about the car and how he thinks that Mercedes will do this year, and he was just like, well, you know, we currently don't have a car that is, you know, competing to win, basically. And he said that before, he said that in 2018. He's like, he's, he's, he said it, he said it before, like, Oh, you know, even last year, oh, we, you know, the car's struggling. Red Bull have got so much power. They're so quick. We can't catch them. We can't catch them. Mean by the end of the season, he'd already equaled um um Verstappen on points, and he would have won the race had Massey not rigged the ting. So um allegedly, so um you know, he says these things, and I'm just like, but you are still a phenomenal driver. Yes, there might be, because there there have been some changes in the two weeks since um, Barcelona to now, that there have been some changes that they've made to the car. Clearly that they're seeing that there's some issues. And Bahrain as well, very, very dusty. Um, and the track looks, well, the, maybe the track isn't bumpy, but the way that, how low the cars are, um, or like the new tires, because those tires are massive. Like they're basically having to adjust to so much, so much change with the new regulations and these new cars. I think that it is throwing a lot of the drivers, but you know, they'll figure it out. I still need to see more information on the, how Bottas is getting on an Alfa Romeo. Um, we won't really know a lot of things until the season starts, but we do know that um, Nikita Mazepin, as I said last week, was dropped from Haas and so was um the title sponsor who is um, you know his his father um, his father's company Ura Kali um Dimitri Mazepin there he's no longer sponsoring Haas so I don't know how Haas is going to have money to see out the season when they were providing a lot of it but um watching Drive to Survive you just see how entitled Nikita Mazepin is like you can't you you can't drive like you can't drive the way that you think you can like he was proper watching Mick Schumacher like oh his car's faster than mine his car isn't doing what mine is doing duh, 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 duh. and he'd go and complain to his dad and because his dad is the one that's bringing in a lot of the money that's allowing for Haas to even stay afloat they're now like all stressed out and his dad is threatening to remove funding but I short of asking Jesus to come and turn this car into something else right like he turned water into wine i don't know what i can tell you i do not know what i can tell you your son just can't drive like that big man that's it your son just can't drive like that boss and so seeing him you know presented in that way even before all of this stuff happened i don't know if they rushed to do a quick edit when um you know it was announced that he was getting dropped but i don't think um that they would do that a drive to survive but i don't know but, um, yeah, it's just mad. Anyway, he's been replaced uh, by Kevin Magnuson, and he was obviously shocked and surprised to receive the call that he could return because <laughs> they dropped him like it was hot. You know, he's been out for a minute um, and they called him and told him to come back. I thought it was some Italian dude that they were going to get, but they've asked him to come back. And I'm reading here that it says this season sees Magnussen, um, he's a Danish driver, by the way, make an unexpected full-time return to F1 with former employers Haas in place of Nikita Mazepin. Asked how he felt when he received the call to return from team boss Steiner, Magnussen replied in a typically candid manner, when Gunther called me, I said yes immediately. Then I thought, should I have said yes? Was that clever? And then very quickly after that, I was like, yes, I've got to do this. It's so, it's too exciting. Um, 
he then explained that the new generation of F1 cars were a significant part of his decision to return. He said, I mean, the fact that we've got this new car that is totally different, everyone starting from a blank sheet of paper was also very crucial for my decision to come back. And I think it's exciting. Um, it has an element of the unknown and there could be surprises. And I want to be there in case we can do something fun. Um, the 29-year-old who spent 2021 in sports car racing and making an IndyCar cameo added that his motivation had waned in 2019 and 2020 when Haas languished towards the back of the grid, but asserted that he had no doubts about returning to an F1 cockpit in 2022. I could have stayed in Formula One in a different team if I'd really wanted to, said Magnussen. It would have been messy with a lot of sponsors and stuff, but I didn't really have the motivation because, I don't know, I ran out of the motivation to be running around the back. I'd only done that for two years, you know, previous to that, I'd always been in the midfield and that's really fun. I think though, I think just those two years were tough and I ran out of motivation to do that. And then I went away, did some other racing, you know, got podiums, pole positions, wins, and that was really fun and I was enjoying it. But then Gunther called me and ruined all of that. He joked, no, I could just feel in my stomach that I want to do this. I can feel it. I didn't know what I missed. Um, I didn't know that I missed F1 that much, but when I got the opportunity, I was like, yes. That timely phone call from Steiner means that 2022 will be Magnussen's seventh season as a full-time F1 driver, one in which he hopes to return to the points uh, while Haas hopes to make up for lost time in the official pre-season test. Um, so yeah, like lots of changes. And I, I don't know if the order changes are over, basically. It's just a wild time. Like Daniel Ricciardo um, couldn't uh, complete testing. He couldn't complete pre-season testing because he got COVID from what I saw online. So there's just a lot happening, but he'll be fine for Bahrain. That's what they've said, that he'll be released for Bahrain and he can race um, next week. But season's about to start. The season is about to start. I had all of these plans prior to um, the season starting and I was like, maybe I'll do a Twitch. Maybe I'll do a live stream while I'm watching it or do a rundown of this and that and this and that. But trust and believe nothing's set up. I was like, oh, maybe it'll even be a separate podcast. Nothing is set up. I'm just going to be watching it and talking about it on here after the races are done. That is like the most I feel like I can do. Um, and people were just leaving me on it's coming, it's coming. So I just thought, no, the, the best thing I can do is just stay true to what I like to do and talk about start your motors on this show and let it be that. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's that for start your motors. I think, yeah, I think I've covered everything. Anyway, let's get to um, straw of the week, aka suck your mum. So this week on um, suck your mum, aka straw of the week, my first straw goes out to the bank teller, the bank clerk, um, who went to call the police on Ryan Coogler when he came into a Bank of America branch in Atlanta, I think it was, and he was trying to withdraw money from his own account. He had a mask on, and from what I understand, Ryan Coogler also has um, a speech um, like difference or something. And so he'd written his request down on paper. I think he wrote that he wanted to withdraw $12,000 from his own card, like he had his card. I think he had his PIN everything was fine. And then this bank teller goes to the back and then goes to call the police on him and claim that he was going to rob the bank. Like she could have literally gotten him killed. You could have gotten the guy killed. And for what? Because you're a racist piece of shit. If somebody wanted to rob a bank, would they have the card for the account? And also they presented you a written request 
people are wearing masks because they don't want to die from covid so you should be aware of that because the pandemic has been happening for a little while now so why would you decide to move mad in such a way Ooh, I'm just glad that he's alive, but that was a real mess. I've, I'm going to see if we can actually play what the conversation was. Hold on. Is he a black male, white male? He's a black male. And every time I ask him, like, a question, he's like, look at the note. So, okay. But he inserted his debit card, and then I asked for his ID. He handed me his ID as a California ID. But I didn't look at his name because I'm just, like, so sugar. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do. So I just told him, give me one moment. You know, I have to get my managers. Okay, so none of his information was even verified. Okay. He might just want to be discreet, but I have police around. Yeah, I mean... He might, it just, it just weird. That's a whole mess. That is a whole mess. And that's a black woman as well, Atlanta. Duh. Um, and it still goes back to what I'm saying about the internalized racism. Because if a white man came in there and he was just like, read the note, I want to take out my money, read the note. You're not going to be like, well, sure, I'm not giving you your money, rare, rare, rare. But a black man came in told you to read the note. He's written it down there, what he wants. He came so well prepared. He came so, so well prepared because he was trying to navigate this pandemic and also draw out his money. You said that you saw a California ID call, but I didn't read the name. Well, why didn't you read the name? Why didn't you read the name? He gave you his ID. So he gave you his ID. He also had his bank card on him. And you had all of the things that you require for this not to be a bank robbery. He merely said to you, just read the note. Why were you scared of reading the note? Can you read? So what's the problem? And then instead of just finding a way, you didn't go to a manager. I don't know if you're the manager. You didn't go to a manager. You didn't go to speak to somebody else in the branch and be like, oh, I feel a bit weird. Um, You know, this, that, this, that. You went straight to calling the police. What the fuck? And then the police could have arrived now feeling hot, feeling ready on that trigger, finger feeling light on that trigger. And you could have gotten someone killed. All for what? Man is just out here trying to do Wakanda forever and you're just trying to waka waka over his destiny. What the fuck? Nah, people are a mess. I'm disgusted. I'm so, so disgusted and I'm just so glad, glad that Ryan Coogler's okay. But that kind of bullshit is so long because as a black person, you are trying to mitigate any circumstance where anyone's going to come and talk crap to you about anything. So you make sure you have all of your things in order and then you present it to people. And it, it's worse when you're presenting it to another black person. And they're like, you know what? Mm, I'm not going to pay attention. I'm just going to go and do what I want. And I just think that this is weird. You know why it would have been less weird? If you just looked at the ID, seeing that the name on the ID matched with the name of the bank card. And you know what? It's possible for people to travel from California to Atlanta. It, they do it often. They do it often. So what is your problem? Disgusting behaviour, honestly. That black bank teller, whoever the fuck she is, you could suck your mother for an eternity, you stupid bitch gosh um and then my next straw of the week it's actually a bit of a sad one to be honest um let me see if i can get it up (laughs) um here we go so 
body of woman 61 found in Peckham flat after neighbors complained of bad stench for two years. Um, the body of a woman, 61 years old, was found in a flat following two years of complaints of a horrific stench from neighbours. The woman's body was found in a flat on St Mary's Road in Peckham, South London, on Friday, February 18th. She reportedly had a full letterbox and owed thousands of pounds worth of rent. Her neighbours had apparently first complained of a bad smell to the landlord at their housing association in October 2019. These complaints reportedly continued for two years, but police did not search the property until this week. One woman who lives next door told uh, the stupid newspaper, they told me she was basically a skeleton and asked me to confirm her ethnicity. It's disgusting. I'm just shocked. I didn't know her very well, but we would sometimes collect, she would some, uh, she would sometimes collect my deliveries. I came back from a trip abroad in September or October 2019 when I noticed a horrific stench in the building. It was so bad I had to put a towel under the door. Um, the neighbour continued, we repeatedly called the housing association because it was weird. The police came, but they said lots of people had moved out of London during the pandemic and she could be abroad. In 2020, neighbours noticed a forced entry notice for a routine gas check on her front door. Following an increasing pile of unchecked mail, a bicycle was left outside her front door and not moved, prompting neighbours to complain. Um, a spokesperson from the Metropolitan Police said at 19.01 hours on Friday, 18th February, police were called to a flat on St Mary's Road, Peckham. Concerns had been raised about the welfare of a woman who lived at the address. Officers attended and forced entry. The body was of a 61-year-old woman who was deceased um, and it was found inside. The woman's death has been treated as unexplained but not suspicious. A file will be prepared for the coroner. But how can you say not suspicious when you didn't even check when she probably died in 2019? How would you know if it's suspicious? The, the suspicion has already evaporated. Whatever could have made it suspicious has already evaporated into that. Even if something happened that was suspicious, that person's long gone. You wouldn't know because you didn't check for all of these years. And that is what makes me sad about our society, especially in London. I know that up north and in other places in the world, you lot are in other people's business like that. But in London, it's like everyone lives such separate lives and it was similar to that case of like Joyce Vincent as well um who just died and nobody knew like they just didn't know they just didn't find her body for ages um a black woman um I'm just gonna bring that up as well and she was a young woman Joyce Vincent, she was a young woman. This is a 61-year-old woman. I'm not saying that raw. Okay, fair enough. But I just feel like maybe when, as people get older, they maybe have more distance from people. But at 61, I would be like, where are your family members? Maybe she didn't have any, like, who she was in contact with. It just seems very, very wild that in this day and age of, like, mobile phones, of, of, of telecommunications, social media, all of that, all of that, someone could die. And for how many years, from 2019 till now, no, and the police didn't go in. You saw all of the shit piling up. Yes, okay, people have moved away, rah, 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 but nobody felt to try to contact her. Not, nothing. No family members, nothing. It is such a lonely existence in London sometimes. My God, it is just so sad that something could happen to someone and other people would be none the wiser. Rest in peace, 
person that passed away, the woman, 61-year-old woman, I'm so sorry that nobody checked. And I'm so sorry that that happened and you were alone. And I pray that wherever you are now, that there are, there's, there's just other energy surrounding you and you feel more at peace. Um, so I mentioned Joyce uh, Carol Vinson. Um, so this says on 25th of January 2006, officials from a North London Housing Association repossessing a bedsit in Wood Green owing to rent arrears made a grim discovery. Lying on the sofa was the skeleton of a 38 year old woman who had been dead for almost three years. Do you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? And notice in both situations, like, well, with um, the 61 year old woman in Peckham, she had thousands in rent arrears. Nobody came to come and look up the thing. But people are only going to check for you when you're in debt. That's when they're like, oh, where are they? Because they haven't paid their debt. But other than debt, everyone's like, all right, well, that's not our business. So when it was Joyce Vincent, her body was only found because they were going to repossess the flat. But she'd been dead in there for three years. Come on. Um, In a corner of the room, the television set was still on turned to BBC One and a small pile of unopened Christmas presents lay on the floor. Washing up was heaped in the kitchen sink and a mountain of posts lay behind the front door. Food in the refrigerator was marked with 2003 expiry dates. The dead woman's body was so badly decomposed it could only be identified by comparing dental records with an old holiday photograph of her smiling. Her name was revealed to be Joyce Carol Vincent. Um... I can't tell you how lonely that sounds. And like her TV was still on, on BBC One of all things. Watching Alan Sugar probably, no, I shouldn't even say that. But look, no, TV was on the whole time. Like heaps of washing, you know, washing up, you know, dishes waiting in the sink. Already those things are kind of making me think about the mental state that Joyce might have been in, the emotional state that she might have been in for all of that to have been her last moments. People deserve better than this. Like this what I'm saying is so fucked up about the way that we continue to kind of live in this society. People wanting to talk about soft life, soft life, soft life. Yeah, do you like have the um, luxuries and the things that you want? Like do that. But I promise you that the true softness that we desire and that we require as human beings, you know, doing this, you know, having this human experience as the, as the spiritual beings that we are, right, is community. Like loneliness, that is, that is, that is a poverty, not taking away from the very real life poverty that we know where people don't have accommodation, they don't have um, healthcare, they don't have this, they don't have that. Not taking away from that at all. But I believe that those things can only happen because of the poverty where we're being forced into this hyper-individualistic mindset and that we don't have to care about our fellow man. We don't have to care that somebody's going through the things that they're going through because it's all about me. And if they just worked harder and look at the end of the day, we have 24 hours in a day. That brings me full circle to exactly what I was saying about the Kim situation. You see, you see, because it's about community. 
It's not about oh, vilifying people for not working, quote unquote, as hard as you want them to work. Because the lie was that we needed to even work that hard in the first place. We should not have to work that hard to even to have a life that we can be proud of. We should not have to. It's only capitalist, this capitalist society that makes us feel that we must work ourselves to the bone to justify even having a morsel. And the mind fuck is that the people who have more than us aren't working as hard as we are. That's what's mad. But if we invested truly in community, then people wouldn't be dying and being found fucking three years later. What the fuck? Gosh, Lord, spirit, mother, goddess, father, God, you know that I think this human experience is fucking wild, but I'll see it out if you want me to. But I just think it's ridiculous. <laughs> the people that you made out of soil are moving mad, Lord. They're moving mad. That's that for this week. Whew, thank you for listening. I'm not going to cuss anybody out at the very end. I've said all that I need to say. Um, I appreciate you all for sticking with me, for riding with me. I hope you have a wonderful week. We're getting ever closer to the live show. Like I said, follow me on at Kolechnikov at, or at Say Your Mind Pod. Um, you can join us on Patreon on patreon.com forward slash Kolechnikov um there'll be special instructions for the patrons as we get closer to the live show date about where we're meeting or where you should um gather for our pre-show mingle um uh, i'm doing some more one-to-one tarot readings but they're just popping up as and when i think that's it also yep the live um sorry the gofundme for the children's home is still up so if you haven't been able to support yet, you still have a chance. So go onto the GoFundMe link and show us some love. Um, and that's it. Take care of yourself, innit? So yeah, I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Anyway, catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long trots You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind